Welcome back to Tough Men of Faith. Um, me and Daniel Earl are still sitting here after the last episode and decided we'd just wing it. We just didn't. We just didn't want to quit talking. So yes, sir. We figured we'd just hang out some more. Yeah, and yeah. I we love might it. as well include our friends too. So absolutely. Here we Welcome, are. guys. Welcome to Tough Men of Faith, brought to you by the very best, very best, <laughs> the very best in workforce chaplainship, and that is workforce chaplains. Workforce right? chaplains. Yeah. Yep. So, so thank you, Marcus Schrader. Um, thank you, workforce chaplains. If you need chaplains at, uh, you know, your business or uh, whatever, you call them. And the only <laughs> thing I would disagree with you about is the if. Is the what? <laughs> the if. If yeah. you need. Yeah. Everybody needs Yeah, you need chaplains. it uh, for sure. And it, it's great that they're providing spiritual health um, because companies are investing so much time and energy into physical health and medical and stuff like that. Um, it's great that um, they can come in on the spiritual side and help things too. Absolutely. Um, it's nice. I think it's really nice because... While they're connected to your business, they're not connected to your business. So if you go and bash your boss or say you got a problem with something there, they're not running back and telling your boss everything you say. It's it's confidential and you got somebody that you can work through that uh, with, you know, and kind of get to uh, get to a healthy place with it. So, yeah, I've always found that to be interesting when people say, well, you know, if anything ever goes wrong. Yeah, right. <laughs> you mean when something goes wrong? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I ain't met a person yet who hasn't had some form of challenge in their life. Yeah. And, how great is it to have people there who can step right in? Yep. Um, experience. Right. I mean, you want somebody that has the experience to oh, be yeah. able to handle that. Yeah, we've and, had a few of their chaplains on here. Um, Howard Howard Bellamy is one of them, and he's got a from the Bellamy brothers. Story. Yeah, from the Bellamy okay. brothers. Right. Um, he's got a phenomenal story, and uh, he's a lot of fun to have on the podcast. And um, I, I'm sure he makes for a great chaplain there. And uh, I I think it's great what they're doing. So it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we thank them. Yeah. Thank you, Workforce Chaplains. <laughs> so we're back with Daniel Earl. What are we going to talk about today? Well, I was thinking on the way over here. Yeah. See, this is how it hits you. I know. This is how, like, the greatest episodes and topics come out. Right. When you can just wing it. Yeah, I was just impressed I was thinking. Yeah, me too. On the way over yeah, here. For, for more than just driving. <laughs> right? Yeah. But I was thinking on the way over here about men managing their emotions. Men don't have emotions. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask sure my wife. they don't. <laughs> ask my wife. She says you don't have emotions. Sure they don't. Men, men, men camouflage their emotions. It's like this shirt, right? That's what you were doing. You were yep. complimenting me on my shirt. I was. Yeah. We were bringing that up. Um, Nick asked me if I own any camouflage. I said I don't know. Yeah. If you, if you do, you can't see it. <laughs> How would I know yeah. <laughs> if I own camouflage or yep. not? That's why but. I told Blake. I said next time I wear this shirt, I'm gonna put a big camouflage poster behind me, so all you'll see is my head moving. <laughs> And uh, I'll blend right in. <laughs> like the weather guy when yeah. the camera thing Yeah, like goes the green bad. screen? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, no, but, you know, let's let's uncamouflage emotions, uh, emotions in men. Because, okay. And I, I'm just going to tell you, and I'm, I'll run point on this one if you want me yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, why don't right? you? Uh, so, since you're the new co-host of Tough Men of Faith. <laughs> the new co-host <laughs> of co -host. Tough Men of Faith. I'm going to give up my gig with man a minutes. Um, anyhow, uh, so... Uh, Men with their emotions, um, and I think that men and ladies, if you're listening. Ladies have emotions. Just go with this, okay? <laughs> I think that men a lot of time have been taught to mask their emotions. Yeah. I think that comes from our masculine fathers that we grew up with. <laughs> maybe um, maybe we're just misspelling masculine. Like yeah. It should be M-A-S-K. Yeah. <laughs> masculine. More, more low-hanging fruit. Right. Here we go. Well, hey, <laughs> I get what I can reach, yep. Nick. 
Uh, but um, yeah, I think uh, and and so I mentioned last time on the podcast that we work a lot one on one with guys. Yeah. And the incredible thing is how many guys are tripped up by their emotions that they will either deny or mislabel or just flat out refuse to admit yep. that it's emotionally tied. Isn't it funny how you get into a small group of guys and you start meeting regularly and everybody starts out tough and emotionless. And once guys start to get comfortable just a little bit, their emotions really come out. They do. And whether it be good or bad or happy or sad or, you know, things that they're battling, um, guys put on this front and this mask of not having emotions. And then once you actually start to develop a relationship with a guy or with somebody, um, it, it's great that their emotions start to open up a little bit or they start to open up about their emotions. Yeah. Um, well, we'll try to try to ever get a guy to say, so we attach emotions to feelings, right? Right. So try to get a guy to ever say this. I'm feeling vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. But what are we going to say that the guys never feel vulnerable? Right. That and, and I know I know it happens all the time. I mean, if it could happen to me, oh, it yeah. could happen yeah, to it anybody. To all but, of us. Oh. No, it does. You know, but that vulnerability, and then we start trying to mask that emotion. Right. But the only thing that can mask the truth is what? Just dealing with it. Well, the only thing that can mask the truth. Oh, mask the truth. I'm sorry. Um, the only thing that can mask the truth is a lie. Yeah. Yep. Or or some form of, of, yeah, of deception. camouflage or, yeah. you know, whatever it is you want to call it. Right. But, um, but I think that a lot of men struggle emotionally in ways that they don't feel comfortable talking about. Yeah. Um, and because they don't talk about it, they don't get any counsel or any help with it. But men are strongly emotional creatures. I mean, think about it. Um, you ever see guys at a, at a game? Right. Right? Or yeah. get a guy to throw down a challenge. Right. Man, the emotions that come out. Oh, I yeah. mean, you, you ain't even yeah, friends with a dude kind of unless you had a fight with, with him. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we were just talking about a few minutes ago. You're going to show me some karate moves. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Nick passed. I did so pass. Home. He did, yeah. I didn't want to get kicked in the head today. <laughs> but I think that um, because a lot of times that that we want to deny the fact that we may be emotionally affected, that becomes what I call the latent intruder. Okay. It sits there like that ticking time bomb. Right. And then they say, oh, he just blew up out of nowhere. Yeah. Never happened. Right. No, he guy, didn't blow up out of nowhere. He's been dealing with something for a while. Um, yeah. He just finally let it go. Yeah. 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 He just, he finally, Dealt finally got his, got his fill or his yeah. trigger or, yeah. or whatever it is. But um, I think that for, for men especially, until we really learn to say, yeah, I'm an emotional being. I'm yep. an emotional creature. And I have to take responsibility for these emotions. Right. And learn to proactively deal with these emotions. Yep. Um, and I've learned that too. You know, we always talk about battle buddies and stuff. But honestly, I mean, get you a good friend, somebody that you can really talk to and lean on. Um, and find something that you guys have similar interests because it's easy to talk about emotions or problems or something in your life while you both are enjoying some kind of a similar interest. You know, I've yep. had I've had hunting buddies open up to me in a tree stand, um, you know, because it's a place where we're both comfortable and, you know, we can actually have a meaningful conversation, you know, of, hey, I've dealt with that. Yeah, hey, I've dealt with that too. And, um, you know. Let's, uh, let's work through that together. You know, whatever it be, I mean, over a meal even works. Just 
you know, something that you're comfortable doing, find somebody that you're comfortable doing that with, and then, you know, find you a guy, somebody that can listen and offer sound advice. Um, that's the other big thing, too, is when you're dealing with emotions and things like that, make sure whoever you're talking to about it is offering sound advice. Oh, absolutely. You know, because that's dangerous. Um, it, it, that can be really dangerous. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and I have, oh, man, thank you, Nick, for pointing that out. Yep. Because I assume that all the advice we would be giving would be good advice, and that is not true. No, not, not if it's coming from me. No. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Don't take emotional advice from Nick. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I will tell you to suppress that and go deal with it somewhere else. <laughs> but I think for men, there is there is a time when we may have to compartmentalize for a time. I mean, yeah. you know, if you're in war, right. I mean, obviously you can't just hunker yeah. down. And... Yeah, you can't let it out and start crying. <laughs> right. Um, you're going to have to wait a little bit. I mean, if you're going to cry, that's fine. Just keep moving right. forward, yeah, right? Because exactly. the enemy, yeah. the bullets don't stop flying because uh, the tears start flowing. Yeah. Um, so there may be times as guys that we, we do have to sort of compartmentalize things and move forward. But um, I, I had an experience happen in my life one time that was, um, it was very emotionally wounding. Okay. And I think that, you know, obviously, you know, macho guy, oh, right? Yeah. And you never want to admit that it hurts. Right. I mean, guys will cut their leg off with a chainsaw yeah. and hop around. I mean, you're talking to a bull rider here. <laughs> right. And if he's got emotions, oh. anybody can have oh, emotions. Oh, look, let me. And that's the other thing I want to talk about. Here I am, bringing up old stuff. No, it's how guys let their emotions out because, I mean, all that was emotional. For sure. You're going to tell me bull riding's not emotional? Oh, my goodness. It's the highs. It's the lows. It's the... It's the... It's the rust in the blood and the tears in the mud. And they call the thing a copyright that we can't infringe on. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what they call it. But, I mean, that that is emotion in a man. Yeah. Sometimes misguided, sometimes misdirected, sometimes misplaced, but all of that is is incredibly emotional. But I had um I had an experience happen to me one time in my life, and so I created an analogy after it. Um, I said, uh, you know, imagine, and I have a one of my best friends. He's a motorcycle guy too. Okay. Like RT is right. Yeah. He's got a Harley, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's compensating, but yeah, we'll don't worry, it. he doesn't watch the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> but um. I said, you know, imagine that we're both leaving the parking lot and maybe I'm distracted. He's coming across on his bike and I pull out in front of him. Bam. Yeah. He, he slams into me. I slam into him, ruin his bike, his favorite toy. Right. You know, he's laying there on the ground bleeding. He's my best friend. Yeah. And I jump out and I rush over to what him. What do you and I do? Say, you drive off. Right. <laughs> you speed away and yeah. deny all liability. <laughs> no, but you know, you jump out and you run over to him and you say, oh man, I'm so sorry I wrecked your bike. I'm, I'm so sorry I ran over you. I, I got a buddy that makes prosthetics. He can right? help you out. <laughs> James Goff, Indiana yeah. Prosthetic right. Solutions. <laughs> Not a sponsor, but should be. Yeah, he will um, be. <laughs> we keep throwing his name out there. Right? Um, but, you know, I, I run over him. He's laying there and bleeding. And I'm, I'm, you know, can you forgive me? Can you forgive me? And he yeah. says, yeah, yeah, I forgive you. But would you please call an ambulance? Right. <laughs> I'm dying over here. Yeah. And I think sometimes as guys, we're guilty of that where we got slammed emotionally um yep. and we're laying there bleeding out and we don't want to admit the fact that we might be hurt injured um and we think you know ah, oh, you know yeah you're my friend i'll forgive you but here's yeah. the thing the thing that i want to get people to recognize is that just because you've forgiven someone doesn't mean that you've healed right it doesn't mean that you don't need help that you don't need 
attention. Yeah. Um, you know, it, and it doesn't matter how much you love the person who wounded you. Yep. That that's irrelevant to the situation. Yeah. Um, sometimes forgiveness <laughs> is irrelevant to the situation. Right. But in, until you can can until get you've the fact, dealt with the emotions of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe you haven't healed. Yeah. Yeah. I got ran over. I got smashed. Right. And there's some there's some repair work to do here. Right. Um, I think it's one of the tricks of the devil to make men think that they're invincible. Um, For sure. You know that we're yeah. we we can't be touched because when we get that those, we don't need anyone. Yeah. That we don't need God. Don't need that God. We can do this on our own. Yep. I mean that's the greatest trick that there ever was played is that you can do this on your own and you don't need God. You don't need you don't need a support group or friends and you just suppress those emotions. You'll be fine. Right. You know, but if you read your new Testament and this is what I tell people, if you read your new Testament, you can't live half of the new Testament without somebody else. Right. Because it's so, the gospel is so relationally written. Yep. And when we talk about God, when we talk about Christ, we are often reflecting on what God's emotions yeah. towards us that drive his action, his love, his mercy, his grace, his long suffering, gentleness, yep. right? Um, because he possesses all the fruit of the spirit, right? I mean, that's where it comes from. Yep. So he's the fountain. I read a really good book that. recently. Um, beautiful outlaw. Oh, I've heard of this, and, uh, but I haven't started it yet. It talks about, you know, Jesus emotions and how he was emotional. Um, and yet still perfect but emotional and how he had emotions and he got angry and he ha was happy and he did take naps and you know, it just, yeah. it showed how relationally uh, as a man he was. Um, and see, I think Jesus was funny. Oh, I guarantee it. it, it Cause imagine this, right? Well, how could you not be? He, he puts the disciples in a boat, right? Sends them over to the other side, says, I'll meet you over there. Yeah. Now he could have got to the other side any way in the world he wanted to. Right. But, this is the way I pictured. I could be completely wrong. I probably am. I picture Jesus kind of sitting on the seashore, looking out, being, you know, ah, they're probably almost ashore about now. Yeah. And he kind of chuckles. He said, what would they do if I just walked I just out walked there? walked over there. <laughs> it's yeah. like, man. And I know he knew because sure. when he shows up, what's the first thing he says? Don't be afraid. Yeah. He knew he was going to scare the daylights oh, yeah, out of sure. him. I don't know. Just as a dad, you ever scare your kids? No, no, no dad's ever scared. Of you, but, yeah. You know. yeah. Scare your wife. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some part of me that just makes makes me think that Jesus was kind of chuckling on his Guarantee way over there. Guarantee he was chuckling. Huh? <laughs> you know, he had to laugh more often than not. Um, right. You know. Right. But um, yeah. But anyhow, going back on topic, I think that, you know, men, um, and I want to say this, I want to say that it's very important that we learn to properly label our emotions. Yep. Um, we need to be able to say things like this is anger. Yeah. Because if we can't, these things are the puppet strings that the devil pulls on. Right. Right. Yep. Especially for a lot of guys, the anger one. Right. Sure. But as long as we mislabel that and resentment and fear. And I mean, look at all the things holding us back in life. Um, yes. That are just emotions. I mean, look at fear alone. I mean, Yes. Fear's huge. Um, look at look at how many people have so many missed opportunities just because of fear. And uh, it, it just kind of got the devil in your ear saying, no, nah, nah, mm. you probably can't do that. Um, you know, I wouldn't try that. You might fail. And, uh, right. 
You know, I just, and, and are we ever going to come out and, and, and I don't know, maybe other guys are better at this than I am, but you want to get me to confess to fear? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Wrong guy. Yeah. Uh, like, no, bring that bull over here. We're, tie a rope around him. See how mad you can get turn me loose with him. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? We were, we were talking about deer hunting and uh, walking out to the stand first thing in the morning and you can't see anything. And uh, then walking back out, you know, from the stand back to your truck, you know, at night. And it's like, you want to talk about fear. Yeah. It's walking through the woods at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Ooh. yeah. Right. That, that changes some things. <laughs> so where I deer hunt at, there's a, a big cat rescue place. They have lions and tigers. Oh man. It's four miles away. So you that's can hear not them. far enough away. It's not far <laughs> enough away. No. Um, so you can hear them, you know, chuffing and roaring and stuff. Um, at five o'clock in the morning and it, it's wild. It's, uh, definitely makes you feel like you're in a different place. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But I, I think that until we can learn to open up about that and properly label it, there's things in my life right now that I need to say, Daniel Earl, you are being a coward. Yep. You are allowing fear to control your life. And that is one of the hardest ones for me. You are angry right, right now. Here's another one. You're tired. Right. You're at, they're not wrong. This person's not wrong. You need a nap. Yeah. You know, yep. but you know, you're, no, I'm, I'm, yeah. Ah. Daniel, you're hungry. Hey, yes. Yes. <laughs> you do need a Snickers. Yes. And you do need to chill out for a few minutes. And thank God for my wife. Cause she, she's the one who, you know, mine too, man. She calls me out on being hangry all the time. Yeah. 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 And she, and my wife will say, we're not going to talk about this till you've had something to eat. Yeah. I get that too. <laughs> oh. Our wives know each other. Like, like halfway through dessert, you know, you're like, Babe, you have such great ideas. Yeah, you're right. a beautiful woman. And I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking 15 minutes ago. Right. Yep. But um, until until we realize. But like you said, proper, properly labeling yes. your emotions. And then, like you said, sometimes you got to put it in your backpack and carry it around with you for a little while. You know, put it on the shelf. But finding a proper time to let those emotions out. Yep. Um, you know, put the crazy back away. And I use that probably more often than I should. Um but there's a certain place and a time for it. And this might not be the exact time that we need to deal with this emotion. Um, and not just me, it could go for your spouse too. It could go for people in your workplace. I mean, there's a proper time and place to deal with things. And sometimes you gotta put the crazy away for a little while. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's a proper way of expressing that. Like when you talk about releasing those emotions. So here's what, I, because, because we can properly label emotions now we know how to use them correctly. You know, the right. Bible says, be angry and do not sin. Right. And we think the Bible says, don't be angry. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not what it said. Yeah. It said, be angry. Look at Jesus flipping over the tables. Right. You know, um, there, there's a time to be angry and a way to express it, but you still live a sinful or sin, sinless life. Yeah. Um, there, there are things that we should be angry about. There are probably even times there are things that we should be jealous over. For sure. Like our time with God. Yeah. Our time with our family. Yep. That That is a time in which those things should be pulling on our emotions. Yeah. That that emotional tie should be drawing us closer and further, like we talked about with priorities, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. But until we learn how to properly label those emotions and say, okay, this is what I'm experiencing it's kind of like um, it's kind of like we got a machine gun. Our emotions are like a machine gun, yeah. and we're just wearing a blindfold, just you know, firing aimlessly. Yeah, yeah. 
And but when we figure it out and we're like, okay, God has given me this emotional arsenal. It's here in my life for right. a purpose and a reason. Yeah. But how can I properly use this? Yeah. Um, where, where am I supposed to point this? Yeah. Because, you know, I'm probably not supposed to point it at my wife. Right. Probably not supposed to point it at my kids. Yeah. Um, there, there is an enemy that we all have. Yep. And I think that, you know, he, devil like to make you mad and then get you directed over at somebody else. Yeah, for sure. So, so that way he stays out of the sights. Yeah, right. Yeah, but, he's just kind of always there in the backdrop. Yeah. Um, but our, our fear. Hey, don't look at me. Look over there. That's the one that made you mad. Hey, look over there. That's the one you can yell at. Um, yeah. yeah he's everything. the accuser of the brethren. And that yep. doesn't stop with me. Right. He, he accuses. He'll accuse Nick. He'll accuse Blake. Yeah. He'll accuse the pastor. Right. <laughs> you yep. know, in your heart. Oh, it's the pastor's fault. You know, that, that these programs aren't moving forward. Well, that's kind of one of the biggest things that I, I try and talk about with RT a lot. Um, it's like, hey, man, um, you're, you're still a guy. Yeah. Um, now I realize that you re you lead a flock of you know, three hundred people, but you're still a guy and you still have emotions and things that you're dealing with in life. And I try and regularly bring that up to him. It's like, hey man, um, anything you need to talk about, anything you want to discuss, um, it could stay private. I just, yep. you know, you need somebody too. Um, don't ever think that you're above that because the day you do will be the day you fall. They do, and I I work with a lot of ministry guys. Yeah. Um, in all different roles, pastors community, whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to limit this to, or try to identify anybody. But one of the things that I often talk to them about is you're going to feel like you have to be on this pedestal. Right. But I just want to let you know that what happens here stays here. Yeah. Um, and yep. we can talk about yeah, these Yeah, we've things. had some deep, dark conversations. Um, and not just, you know, with RT, but with other friends of mine, too, that, you know, I would I would never talk about with anybody else. Um, but it's good that, you know, people that maybe other people put on a pedestal um, can have somebody that they can reach out to. Yeah. Um, and once we learn how to label these emotions and direct these emotions, right. man, boom, now you got power. Yep. But because well, emotions them, are powerful. Dealing with those emotions is so much easier after you label them, after you give them a place, and then you have you know a way to let them out that's healthy for everybody involved. Yeah. And dealing with them, I mean, you can push right through some stuff. Um, yeah. You're Listen, here's the thing. You're a Let's say that you're afraid that you can't make your bills. Yeah. Your debt's mounting. Right. You're scared. Welcome to 2023. Right? Yeah. Well, you can you can sit there and let that, or you can direct that into, right. okay, I've got to come up yeah. with the right action. Yeah. Every dollar has a purpose. Yeah. And you start figuring out how to pay your bills. And, you know, every, every um, minute of my day has a purpose. And now I can get more things done because I'm not scrolling or on social media or you know, wasting my time. And, yeah. you know, it's just, you can become powerful. For You're sure. a force to be reckoned with. Yep. Absolutely. You know, I know every time we get on here to talk about missions and stuff like that, Africa and places like that, love, compassion, like things that guys don't want to be driven by. Yeah. Listen, Jesus was driven by compassion. Yep. Everywhere he looked. I mean, think about him sitting outside on that hillside and he, he says, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. How often, and I, be, I believe he's looking at Jerusalem through blurred vision, tears coming out of his eyes. Yeah. How often would I have gathered you, but you would not? I mean, Jesus is a very emotional character, and it's his compassion that moves him. I mean, when God wants to talk about his motives, look at how oftentimes God is motivated by his emotion right. as we see it 
Yeah. I know some of you theologians just lost your minds. You know what? They're not listening. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Theologians don't listen to yeah. this. But I'm just saying that that's the picture he gives us. Yep. The picture that God gives us is an emotional driver, but it's always, always properly directed, right. aimed in the right direction. Now we have power. We have the force of mind. And here's the thing. When we align our minds and our emotions together, you're dangerous. Right. In all the right ways. Oh, yeah. In all the right ways, you become a very yep. dangerous individual. Well, it's like you said, look at missionaries and look at missions. Um, yeah. Look at people like yourself running a business, working a full-time job. And still you find the time and you find the money and you find the energy and you find the emotions to go overseas to people that, you know, are missing limbs, people that, you know, would never even get a copy of the Bible. And you find the time to make things happen the way you want them to happen. It's not because you're lucky or you're... Huh. You know, you're some other guy that's, you know, got it all together. It's because you make things work for you. Um, and, and we can all, there is not a Christian out there that can't begin learning how to move in the same compassion that motivated Christ. Yeah. That, because I said somebody to somebody the other day, to live like the king, we have to start living like the king. Right. And... When you see Jesus, you're going to see a person who was oftentimes being driven in the direction of properly aligned, properly aimed emotions that led him to do what he did. We know the greatest verse in all the Bible, John 3:16. Yeah. Everybody knows it. Everybody's heard it, even <laughs> if you've never been to church. And what's it say? For God so loved the world that he gave. And here's what somebody said one time. They said, you know, it's possible to give without loving. Right. And that is possible. It is. And we do that. Right. We give to a lot of things begrudgingly. Yep. And listen, gentlemen, when you learn how to properly align and direct your emotions, you can give to your wife and love her at the same time and your children and your job and your community, all of it. Right. So, but God so loved the world that he gave because you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving yep love will always turn into an overflow in in the direction that it's that it's pointed yep so Look yeah at this get them out there um label them aim them and and make sure your direction is clear and yep. let that emotion be your your driver right in all of the right but make sure you're dealing with it in the right way um you oh, know, absolutely. letting it out in the right way that's the biggest thing it's just uh don't don't blow your top when you get upset and angry. Um, you gotta you gotta chill out a little bit. You gotta put yeah. the crazy away, <laughs> right? <laughs> but you know, I mean, it, it just it is. Um, that's uh, yeah, that's awesome. So guys, show your wife some emotions today. Yeah, not, not the, the anger, not one. the crazy. <laughs> yeah, not the crazy. Show her the love. Show yeah. show your children. Come home to your children and and just yeah. You can change and the world passionate. of a child. Be passionate about your family and your wife and your kids. I mean, it's huge. Yeah. It does it does great things for my wife when I show her my emotion. Yeah. That I don't She have. desires it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, here I thought you wanted to talk about five love languages. I'm glad well, we avoided that. <laughs> no, no, we were, that that's all mingled in there because and I, I will say this real quickly. We talked about talking about the five love languages, but I will say that's your tools now, right? Yeah. Like, what's a mechanic without his tools? Right. 
And so for those of you who don't know the five love languages, you can find it. It's out there. Look it up. But there are five love languages. And what I say it's is... It's not personal touch. It's no. physical touch. <laughs> personal touch. But, you know, the thing is, is that the I, I, I heard Gary Chapman speak about that in person. And it changed the way I live my life. I use it in my business. I use it in my family. Yeah. I use it everywhere. But here's what you need to do is learn to identify those five love languages as tools guys that you can use to to properly express your emotions in a way that that is constructive because yep, that's healthy for you yeah. and your spouse or you and your job or you and whatever yeah. so think about it like you know you open your toolbox right let's be constructive yeah not destructive right well you know here's here's my acts of service yep. right i'm going to pick this tool up and i'm going to use it to be constructive here's you know the physical touch or the gift yeah um, Don't use that to be destructive. <laughs> no, no. But you know, Nick, that's the scariest thing of all. I know. Is that we will, we will use those things to be destructive yep. and that's when we do the most damage. Exactly. So get good with your tools, guys. Yep. That's it. Yeah. All right. Thanks again. Thanks yeah. for tuning in to me and my new co-host. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hopefully RT finds the right shade of makeup for uh, his face so we can be back on camera soon. And we got to say workforce chaplains. Yeah, thank you again to workforce up chaplains. Um, yeah. that's, that's phenomenal. Um, yeah. Thank you guys. Thanks for being our sponsor and thanks for doing what you guys are doing. Um, yep. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye for now.